0: Hello, I'm Henry. And I'm Trey. And welcome to Marvelous, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast.
1: Where we go through the entire MCU, movie by movie, show by show, in order of release. And today, we are talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1, Episodes 11 through 13.
0: Indeed. So Henry, what happened on Episode 11? Well, Trey, let me tell you about Episode 11, The Magical Place. Coulson has been captured and S.H.I.E.L.D. is in disarray. The entire crew is being torn apart and Sky has been exiled from the rest of them. The mysterious clairvoyant wants to know Coulson's memory of how he was revived. Can the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. discover Coulson's location? Can Sky help from the outside? What is Tahiti? Is it magical? It looks pretty nice and warm and cozy. And can they save Coulson? Find out this time on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Yeah, so how did you feel about Sky being separated from the team and doing all that stuff on her own?
0: I really like how it starts in the beginning with how May gets her kicked off the plane. Because she seems like such a jerk when it happens. But later on through the episode you can see, oh, she was just being clever to get Sky to be free on, on her own. And she does a lot of really clever things, which I like. But also a few really weird things that seem criminal in nature in a not okay way. Like, I think she stole three different cars. Yeah. Throughout the course (laughs) of the episode, as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. In May's name, also. Wasn't it two? Oh oh yeah, only two, sorry. They are both from the same guy, so it was fine. (laughs) Yeah, because apparently if you're corrupt, it's okay to just steal your cars and destroy them and whatever. Or if
1: you're corrupt, it's okay to leave you in China and let you find your way home.
0: (laughs) Yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. is really weird about how they treat people with human decency or not. Yeah. Like, Fitz is kind of bloodthirsty later in this episode when they're like, I don't care if we kill them, they killed Coulson. It's like, but we know that these people are like slaves that are forced to do this. What are you talking about, Fitz?
1: Yeah, there's, there's definitely some weirdness when they're about punishing criminals. And I feel like the writers are like letting their own attitude
0: shine through. Yeah, apparently so. So I'm assuming you felt the same since you felt the need to ask. That like Sky's actions were cool, but a little bit unorthodox, to say the least.
1: I wasn't really thinking about that so much, though I did. I mean, I had a, I had a similar thought when she stole the car, but I was more thinking like, I can see how people might question her abilities in this episode because she does a lot <laughs> on her own. Like, everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's really clever when she's taking advantage of that Corrupt businessman or whatever by making him do the computer stuff himself since she can't touch his computer and how like she locks off his phone be- with her bracelet to show off her badge. Yeah, I thought it was pretty well done.
1: It was, and I don't think anything was not in the realm of possibility. Yeah, she even beat up the cops at one point. Well, she didn't really yeah. beat them up, but she like used the money. they're like
0: weak security guards though.
1: Yeah. And she used the maneuver that she was taught about stealing the gun in order to do that. So I'm like, yes, this is understandable how she could. It is a little bit of a stretch,
0: like, that she can just do all of this with no help, I feel. But I don't know. Yeah, especially because she hasn't been in the field for a few episodes now. Like, ever since that Quinn episode in, like, episode four or whatever, she hasn't done any field work, really.
1: Yeah. So that's, like, a minor... It's a minor questioning that I had, but... They have given her all of the tools to be able to do this stuff, so I'm
0: like, yeah, it's 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 fine. <laughs> yeah. Coulson is in danger. This is like them giving their A game plus. Sky is channeling her inner May and it's just being an awesome agent. Yeah. Working on the outside of the rules. Seriously on the outside of the rules. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of when Simmons shot Sitwell and didn't get in trouble at all. It just Seems a little bit ridiculous, but it's acceptable in this context. I mean, it's it's fun for the show.
1: Yeah. And it it was interesting that she chose to take on Melinda May's alias instead of her own.
0: (laughs) Well, technically, she's not an agent yet. As Hand reminds us in the beginning, she's still only a consultant. But would the guy have known that? He clearly doesn't know who May is. She should have used a random name. I don't know why she used May. (laughs) Now May is going to get in trouble. (laughs) He probably has security cameras all over his house.
1: I mean, it's. I feel like S.H.I.E.L.D. It would be fine in that situation. They can easily get out of any trouble that would cause.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty ridiculous. They might have to pay for the cars. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, the second car didn't get damaged, did it? The Lamborghini or whatever?
1: No, but they have to return it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was more about channeling May's spy skills. Like, she's like... Yes, I am Melinda May, like she's putting on this facade like I am the this super spy.
0: Yeah, and it worked. It was cool. It did. And it's cool to see May back on the plane showing her trust for Sky when she reveals the reason why she got Sky kicked off the plane and those two instances happening at the same time makes it even better in my eyes. Sky has the full support of May and she's showing off why she deserves it.
1: Yeah. Though we never really get, it's never really clear why May was so harsh on her last time we saw them, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think she was in a really bad mood at the time. We're just chalking it up to bad mood. <laughs> I guess so, but she never apologized and ordinarily she would have, so maybe it was a bad mood plus her real feelings, plus their group has lost a bit of faith in the higher ups recently. Yeah. So she was more willing to like trust the system beforehand, but her and Coulson aren't feeling that so much anymore.
1: Anyways, back on the ranch.
0: <laughs> Coulson. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Coulson actually like manages to escape once.
1: Yeah, though it didn't do any good. Yeah, I think it's interesting how kill happy the centipede folks are.
0: Yeah, it seems like the clairvoyant just doesn't care about anyone who isn't useful to him. Or her.
1: But that's the thing. These are all people who are extremely useful to the clairvoyant. And then it's like, oh, well, we're suddenly going to decide you're not useful. Okay, bye, doctor. And then, oh, well, Poe, I guess since you're out of jail, you're suddenly not useful, even though he could have easily said, by the way, Reyna's going to go and take care of this and you will not be in charge of yeah. this.
0: <laughs> like, I feel like his usefulness could have served them well elsewhere. He didn't do anything really bad. He just didn't get the information out of Coulson that fast.
1: Did he only exist to purchase this ranch?
0: (laughs) I think he only existed to purchase the ranch and to get Coulson. Okay. I guess. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Seems weird considering how high up on the food chain he seemed.
0: Yeah, he seemed like the number two guy. Someone who actually has seen the clairvoyant in person. Yeah, but...
1: Now he's dead and Reyna's in charge, I guess. So whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I do really like that Coulson finally asked her. It's like, okay, what's the deal with the flowers? And She's so sweet. And she's like, what? Doesn't Doesn't everyone love flowers? Yeah. Reyna's a good example of one of those characters. It's like clear that she's evil, but she still exhibits the vibe of someone who seems good. I don't know. I like Reyna as a character.
1: Yeah, she she makes it seem like she's this caring individual even though apparently she has like she just doesn't care at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's like a lost child who has been under a bad influence. I guess.
1: But yeah. she has no remorse about killing or anything.
0: Well, technically she didn't kill Poe, the clairvoyant did.
1: She has no remorse about people dying, and she did kill the doctor by locking
0: her out of the elevator. She technically didn't kill her herself.
1: I consider that the same
0: thing. I agree. I'm just saying maybe that's how she views it in her mind. And same for Human Scorch. I'm so glad he used the name.
1: (laughs) It's it's like stuck in my brain now, so that's... (laughs) Yes!
0: (laughs) The Human Scorch shall live on! Uh, He would have been a great Avenger. No, he would have been an
1: evil Avenger.
0: He would have been great!
1: And Raina finally breaks Coulson and convinces him that he wants to know the secret of his death, which, I mean, yes, I would too. So that's completely understandable.
0: Yeah, I like that she wasn't using torture and she was just taking advantage of his building curiosity because this entire season so far has been Coulson longing and longing to figure out the truth of his own resurrection. He wants to know more than anyone else.
1: I'm honestly surprised he held out as long as he did, because he seemed like he's been brimming for this secret to be revealed for, like, so long. And he's like, no, I refuse to go along with finding out what happened for a while. And then before he finally gives in. But I know he doesn't want it in the wrong hands and stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is a power that could be horrible in the wrong hands. And he doesn't want that to happen. So I understand it.
1: Yep. So we basically find out that Tahiti is not a magical place. (gasps) (laughs) Gasp! (laughs) It is just a memory that's been fabricated to cover up numerous operations that Director Fury ordered to bring Coulson back to life. And we don't really see how that's
0: done yet. Or any other information about this machine yet? Yeah. More to be discovered soon!
1: Secrets to come!
0: Yeah. We also find out some more information about Coulson while he's captured. Like the fact that he lost his father at a young age, which makes him identify with Mike Peterson's son more. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Well, Mike Peterson's son isn't going to have to worry about that anyways, because his dad's alive. What? His son doesn't have to deal with the lost father. Good for him. Unless he was told already. He'll have to deal with it for a few months. That's no biggie. Sure. (laughs) Sure.
1: Anyways, S.H.I.E.L.D. rescues him and they finally catch Reyna. And they shut down centipede operations all over the globe. But they have no leads on who the clairvoyant is.
0: Indeed.
1: And we also get Coulson finally removing Skye's bracelet.
0: (gasps) Because she has proven herself by doing a lot of crimes. (laughs) 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 Exactly why they put the bracelet on her. She
1: has proven that the bracelet does nothing to deter her. Because she did all this without... Or with it on, so therefore there's no point in having it on, right? Exactly.
0: (laughs) It just slowed her down from getting good work done.
1: Yeah, and Coulson does show up in the back of his doctor's car.
0: Who said this is wrong.
1: Yeah, and they have a very strange conversation. I mean, this guy basically says that Coulson was dead for days and furiated countless operations and brought this doctor in on the seventh one. But Coulson got severe trauma from the procedure. So they gave him a pleasant memory to stop him from becoming,
0: quote, that thing. And that thing is a man who has lost the will to live. Okay.
1: (laughs) I'm like, is that really what he was talking about? Because...
0: I think so. (laughs) A man who's lost the will to live is becoming that thing. I mean, he was kind of like a zombie who wanted nothing other than just to die. So maybe that's enough. It's more than a man who's lost the will to live. It's someone it's a reanimated corpse begging to die it seems like that might count
1: i don't think so i don't think someone who's like ow i'm in pain just let me die is like would be equivalent to a that thing like like he's some monster i don't
0: (laughs) i know it's really weird maybe he's religious and he's like oh god you brought someone back to life you've created an abomination it's just like the hulk again
1: oh my gosh that was so confusing okay (laughs)
0: Yeah, I don't know. It was was definitely weird. But
1: last thing in the episode, we find out that Mike is alive.
0: (gasps) Gasp! They didn't really let us deal with his death for very long, but that's good because we probably would have assumed he was dead permanently and forgot about him after a little while anyways.
1: I, I prefer that they show us right away so that it's not like, oh, he's been dead. What do you mean he's not dead? Really? You like cheapened his death?
0: Yeah, I agree. It's good that they showed it sooner rather than later.
1: Indeed. But we find out that he's all, like, burned up and has no leg. And he has an eye implant.
0: The same eye implant as before that can explode and kill him and gives him orders.
1: Yep, so he's a slave now.
0: Yeah. Poor Mike. Yeah, poor Mike. One last thing I wanted to point out about this episode is it's interesting that once again, Agent Hand is just really antagonistic to our protagonists and is just really confused about why colson matters so much and she just seems mean
1: yeah it's
0: like are you a good agent or not what is your deal woman
1: <laughs> yeah it's really odd <laughs> she's this huge high up person but none of her calls really seem good
0: Yeah, I mean, she's always put up against the protagonists, and the protagonists are always right, so she always just seems wrong and cruel, almost. And I don't really know what I'm supposed to think about her. I don't know what they're trying to, like, get across with her character.
1: I feel like she just represents Big Shield in general and is like, this is what normal people are like, as opposed to our Little Shield team.
0: I guess, but that just pushes and pushes the whole thought process of Big Shield being Bad and crappy. I don't think she's bad,
1: but I think it's like very clear like there is a system in place, and this system does not really work for what we want it to do.
0: I suppose.
1: The thing that stuck out to me is that it seemed like she liked Coulson and like valued him before, I thought, but in this episode, she's like acting like he's, I don't know, basically an ant that has no reason to be pursued.
0: I mean, they are mobilizing, like, hundreds of people to save one man. But I think that's, like, the policy of the American military. Like, no one gets left behind. Do anything you can, even to save a single person. So it seems weird that they wouldn't act the same way. Also, it's like a secret agent association. you think you wouldn't want to leave anyone that has that much information in the hands of your enemies, no matter what.
1: Yeah, so I'm like... If they captured you, Victoria Hand, they just would leave you there and never care to come for you?
0: (laughs) I mean, she's an even higher level agent. Is she? I think she's higher than Coulson. I think Coulson's like eight and she's like nine. I thought there was only eight. You would never know what the top level is. It's too secret for anyone's mind, the handle. Right, because didn't they say there was
1: only six levels and then Coulson was like, welcome to level seven? Yeah. And then later on,
0: they're like, oh,
1: well, level eight. There must be a mistake that I can't know this. I'm level eight.
0: (laughs) By the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there will be 30 levels. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, Henry, what would you rate this episode?
0: I'd give it a thumbs up. This was a really cool episode. Lots of really good action. All the characters seem to be, like, at their best. And I like the storyline. And I like finally knowing what is Tahiti. It isn't magical at all.
1: I agree. I'm also giving it a thumbs up.
0: Amazing! Yay. (laughs) Shall we continue on to the next episode?
1: We shall. Tell me about episode 12, Henry.
0: Let me tell you about episode 12 of season 1 of Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. titled Seeds. Winter is coming. At the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Scientific Academy. People are being attacked by some kind of ice device that is freezing people alive. Who built it? Where will it strike next? Find out and wait. Also on this episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Coulson and May go down to Mexico to try to uncover Skye's mysterious past. And find out that she is labeled a 084. One of those foreign objects that were mentioned earlier in the season. Is Sky an alien? Who's trying to kill her? Find out this time on. Well, we don't really find out this time. That's kind of something for next season. On Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes! So Ice and
1: Sky backstory. Yeah, <laughs> so I think we should tackle them separately, and let's
0: start with Donnie. That I can agree with. <laughs> so, Donnie, he is the man with the plan. And by plan, I mean all the plans of how to build stuff, because he's really smart.
1: He is very, very smart, indeed. It is a shame that he is poorly influenced.
0: Indeed. He, although a victim of his own ice device, was the creator of the ice device. Because he was trying to make a product for Ian Quinn, a tedious man from earlier in the season... To sell this ice device for many, many, many monies. Yeah,
1: which, to be honest, is pretty ballsy of him to freeze himself in a way that could totally kill him if the agents don't respond
0: exactly as they did. (laughs) Yeah, though, didn't he say something about it actually not killing people? Like it's temporary or something? If you destroy the device. So he didn't even need to be like rescued that much.
1: I don't know, because they had to inject him with, like, glucose to stop him from freezing to death.
0: I don't think they actually needed it, but I don't remember for sure. I think later on he mentions that he would have been okay without it.
1: Okay. We also get our first look at one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Academies. Indeed. Which is an interesting little perspective into the opposition between operations and science and technology.
0: Yeah, it's definitely cool to see what the academy is like, even though it's kind of just like an ordinary college, since even though these kids all apparently have PhDs, they're really young looking. So it throws me off a lot.
1: I guess so, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and if all of these kids need PhDs to get into the school, I can't imagine what the professors are like. Except for the gravity guy who was in the Quinn episode before.
1: Though they make the professors seem not as smart as the kids which is weird like was it the principal who was the lady they were talking to
0: i'm really not sure
1: well she like they told her to go interrogate all the students and then after she leaves ward is like we train them never to break under pressure so she won't get anywhere and it was weird i don't know
0: (laughs) yeah and i don't know if all the science kids are taught like that anyways since they're not usually in the field fitz and simmons are pretty unusual
1: Yeah, and he's not science, so I don't know why he even says that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I really like seeing Ward experiencing how cool the Science Academy is compared to the Operations Academy. Yeah, same. (laughs) He's very clearly jealous of how cool the stuff they have is.
1: There was one thing that confused me when they just arrived there, though, and they were looking at all the
0: fallen S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and they... Sky mentions the name Bucky Barnes. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. Like, why was Bucky Barnes on that wall? S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't exist yet. S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't exist yet. Bucky wasn't part of it. What? (laughs) They're clearly trying to reference movies, but it doesn't make any sense because S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't around. Exactly. I'm surprised they didn't mention Peggy Carter at all in this episode, since they were referencing Captain America stuff a lot.
1: Yeah, that would have been a better reference than Bucky.
0: Especially since she was one of the founding members, and it would have been cool to include her. Or Howard Stark, since I guess he was a heavy influencer on the start of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the science side of it? Maybe they hadn't figured out that backstory yet? (laughs) I guess not, but I mean, that was in Captain America 1-ish. Well, they didn't talk about starting S.H.I.E.L.D. I guess not. Did they? No. But if Bucky's there, why isn't Howard or Peggy... Well, Peggy's not dead. If Bucky's there, why isn't Howard... Well, I guess he didn't die until way later. Never mind. This is dumb.
1: (laughs) Anyways, we find out Donnie and Seth staged the ice attacks to draw Fitz in in order to help them power a bigger version of the ice machine to sell to Quinn.
0: Yeah. Which seems like a really weird motive. (laughs) And something that definitely wasn't likely to work.
1: Yeah. Especially since they needed to, like, expect Fitz to try and help donny and come in and see all of his schematics and give him the exact solution to that one.
0: Yeah. Actually, it does kind of make sense cuz I think part of it was similar to something Fitz researched and that's why they wanted Fitz specifically. But their whole plan
1: banks on Fitz coming in to talk to him and like try and be his buddy after they were helping with the ice thing.
0: Yeah, well, maybe Fitz coming in and helping the way he did wasn't how they planned on getting Fitz to help. It just kind of worked out faster than expected. It's
1: possible. But they knock Fitz out because he finds out the truth. And then they call up Ian Quinn and he tells them that he needs a demonstration if he's going to come and pick them up. But, But then he turns around and it seems like he's lying.
0: Yeah, he's totally lying just to mess with them because he doesn't care anymore. And he's just like, whatever, I just want these kids off the phone. I'm going away. I don't want to be worried about the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being after them and thus me. So I was
1: looking at a deeper motive, like he wants this machine, this demonstration to happen to cause chaos or something, but he didn't know what the machine would do, so I I don't even know.
0: I mean, I think he knew what the machine was meant to do, but- I don't think he cared anymore at that point. I think he just wanted to leave. So he's like, just destroy everything. I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, essentially. Even though later when he does find out how powerful it was, he does want it, which is weird because like he wanted the gravitonium, whatever weird matter, in the earlier episodes for like ways to make money, like mining and shipping. But I don't know what the use of this ice storm maker thingy is. Unless he's trying to use it to stop global warming or something. I don't know. It's confusing. Weapon. But he's not in the arms industry. Money. How does that make you money? Kill all the people. He likes to live on the edge of the law and make money but still be seen as a good guy by the public. So I don't know what his motive was here. They just wanted Quinn back in the story for the next episode.
1: To be honest, I don't know, but he's like a creepy edgelord who's also apparently working for centipede in the clairvoyant so he could want that for them or anything
0: yeah that's what i was just thinking also
1: anyways the machine creates a super storm by icing the clouds which
0: makes epically big hail yeah and a lot of wind and stuff
1: but it will kill them if they don't fix it so donnie decides that they need to fix the machine
0: to run it backwards or something
1: Yeah, and in doing so, there's, like, some kind of jolt of lightning. I'm not really sure if it got hit with lightning or or the machine, like, exploded outward. Like, the power
0: supply freaked out.
1: Yeah, but somehow Seth gets killed from that, and Donnie is taken to the sandbox to be
0: watched. And he has ice powers now.
1: Which, to be honest, I like that there was a consequence. I like that Seth died because that's not normal for TV shows like this.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But at the same time, it is strange and the outcome is definitely feels rushed because it's like, oh, well, Donnie's going to the sandbox. Like we don't really know what
0: happens to him, but I'm assuming he comes back later since he has powers. Indeed. We have the Human Scorch and now we have Iceman. Yeah. The next Avenger. We're ready. We have a whole team prepared!
1: But the fact that they don't really deal with the storm at all is odd. Because it's like, I guess it's over. I guess it's gonna pass.
0: Yeah, I feel like this episode should have been five minutes longer, and they should have stopped the storm by, like, I don't know, flying in the direction of the storm, but backwards, and using the ice machine at its lower power because they would lost the power supply, or I don't know, something weird. That sounds ludicrously cheesy. <laughs> Yeah, but it's better than not dealing with it at all. Is it? Yes. Yes, it is. Is I don't understand why they just stopped. (laughs) I don't understand why they just didn't acknowledge it. They're just like, oh, Seth is dead. All right, Donnie, everything's good now, but you're going to jail. I mean, the sandbox. Yeah. It's like, it just felt so rushed and unfinished, and I didn't know what was going on at the end.
1: The only explanation I can come up with is that the storm would just pass by itself. But if that is the case, then it's weird that they made such a big deal about it. Exactly. Like, why does it need to be a superstorm?
0: Also, why couldn't the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents find them for ages? <laughs> they were just, like, hanging out on a roof all night, and they couldn't find them. At a S.H.I.E.L.D. academy, where they should have tons of surveillance. I don't, know, I don't know why it was so hard to find them. I didn't notice any of this. It was weird. I'm not impressed by the ice plot. The last Donny
1: part of the plot is Coulson calling Quinn, threatening him, and then finding out that Quinn is apparently working for the clairvoyant. So there's that.
0: Well, on to the other story of Coulson and May trying to figure out where Sky came from. They're in Mexico because the partner of the agent who dropped off Sky and then later was killed has been found. After he disappeared 23 years ago. Yes, yes, in a very mysterious manner did he kill his partner why did he escape but when they find him they actually find out it's because there's
1: an unstoppable force that is after sky i mean i'm saying unstoppable because
0: he killed an entire village of people and killed at least four shield agents
1: yeah trying to get to sky and even when they took her and had her on the move like he still kept hunting them so, apparently, they rigged the system for foster care to keep moving sky every few months, and no one knew about who she was or what she was. But, I mean, we still don't know what she is, but she's an
0: 084. <laughs> so, she's clearly an alien! Clearly. Yes, she's just like Superman. She will gain the ability to fly through the sky using the power of the sun! To save people! I still don't get how she's an object of unknown origin. She's a baby. Yeah, a baby of unknown origin.
1: They would have found her and been like, Oh, it's a baby.
0: Let me put that for adoption.
1: (laughs) It's not an 084!
0: (laughs) I mean, Baby Sky was probably labeled an 084 before they found her. And they don't know why she was ever labeled an 084 to begin with. And it looks like no one knows anymore. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe some light will be shed on this when we find out more. Yes, maybe we will find out. Or maybe not, and they'll keep it a mystery for the rest of the show. So May says they can't tell anybody
1: about this for
0: everyone's safety,
1: considering that a village got slaughtered. And that includes Sky, because they want to keep
0: her safe. But Coulson was like, no. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, after everything with Tahiti, Coulson has no time for secrets. And, and after he wanted so desperately to learn the truth... Of what has happened to him, he knew Skye deserved to hear the truth about what happened to her. So he tells her. And apparently she takes it extremely
1: well and decides that it restores her faith in humanity. Well, more like Coulson's faith in humanity. but
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, she's really happy to know that she wasn't tossed from home to home to home. Because she was bad, which is what she had been raised to believe her entire life. She was being tossed home to home to home to protect her. Yes. And she was being protected by S.H.I.E.L.D. So, it's given her insight into her upbringing that makes her feel better about it. And it makes her feel like S.H.I.E.L.D. has always had her back and is more a part of what should be her family.
1: Yes, it does. Do all of those things.
0: Yes. S.H.I.E.L.D. is the closest thing to a family she's ever had. Indeed. (laughs) So, Trey, how would you rate this
1: episode? I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I like how the S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes are becoming more about the main stories and are actually continuing plot threads, and even though this this had Monster of the Week elements, a lot of it was important to the story, and it was still directly tied into the clairvoyant, and I think that the Monster of the Week plot thread was still handled well, aside from the very
0: ending being weird. Yeah, it definitely did a good job of reintroducing Quinn to the story because he totally seemed like a character that would never show up again, but reintroducing him in this way worked really well. I'm going to give it a middle thumb, though, because honestly, I thought the whole Ice story and Donnie was a bit dull, and if it ended in a satisfying way, I would have been okay with it, but since it didn't, I was just kind of annoyed. But I did really like everything that happened with Skye, so yeah, middle thumb.
1: How did you find it dull? He was such a bright child. He had ice
0: powers. (laughs) I don't know, man. I wasn't satisfied by the end. Well, I liked it. Well, we're different people and we can have different opinions. We can, and I like ice powers, so that works. Ice powers are cool, but we didn't really see them in action yet. We saw him freeze like an inch of the window.
1: Isn't that enough, Henry? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it isn't. (laughs)
0: <laughs> fine tell me about episode 13 okay Trey let me tell you about episode 13 that goes by the title of tracks at the end of the last episode Quinn is now on the loose and dangerous and is involved with a clairvoyant so we must find him the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have tracked him down to a mysterious package that is being delivered by train in Italy They believe if they find out what's in this package or track it to its final location, they will find Quinn. But a lot of mysterious occurrences keep happening to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Such as an entire train seeming to disappear. How is this happening? Can they catch Quinn? Does Mike Peterson's leg stump itch? Find out this time on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, I don't think we found that out. If Mike Peterson's leg itches? Yeah. I mean, he got that prosthetic that seemed pretty painful at the end. Probably stopped any possible itching.
1: Well, well, well there, you, there you go then.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I would really like to talk to Mike Peterson about his leg and if it itches. As a fellow amputee, we need to have this conversation.
1: Well, how did you feel about this episode?
0: I thought it was neat. They did a lot of cool stuff, messing with time, going forward and back, forward and back, forward and back, revealing a little bit more information about how everything happened. And sometimes this isn't done very well in forms of media. And in this case, I thought they actually did it exceptionally well. Like, when Coulson and Ward are trying to get back to the bus, they find a car mysteriously already having been hotwired. And from the audience's perspective, you're like, huh, that seems weirdly convenient. But later on, you see that May hotwired the car And why she didn't continue to drive it on later. And I like how during each section of the story, some mysteries are built up. And then in the next section, they uncover them and show more. And then uncover them and show more. And on and on and on in a a pretty satisfying way. Huh. I had the opposite opinion. (laughs) 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 It definitely is a thing that can be really hit and miss. And usually I don't like this kind of thing. But I really liked it in this episode for some reason. So I think it can be
1: really well done and I think at times in this episode they do it well like with the hot wiring of the car I thought that was probably the most interesting one but everything else didn't seem necessary for this it didn't seem like this style was necessary like Ward runs after Coulson saying we've been made and then they have to jump and then immediately it goes back like five seconds to show Ward getting attacked before he runs to jump and there was like nothing there that we needed.
0: True. They did it a few too many times. I don't think it was done very well with Simmons either. Yeah, which is every
1: time except May.
0: Then. That was bad. (laughs) I guess so, but I really like how it was done with May. The one with May was good. (laughs) Well, I I didn't mind it with Ward. And I really liked it with May. Because for one, you see the hot wiring. And then at the end, you see May come in, shoot the guy that they thought was an ally. And you're like, why are you doing this? And she's like, yo. Let's flashback and find out. Yeah,
1: her flashback I like. The rest I'm like,
0: meh. Her flashback section was the best part of the entire episode. She was so cool. And honestly, that's
1: the first time in this show that I think I've actually been rooting for May. And like, I was like, yeah, kick some butt. And I like actually feeling like I liked her
0: for the first time in this season. Yeah, I like how when she was being tortured, she just took it like a badass and then when she stabbed she like smiled and said like just what i needed and then uses the knife she was stabbed with to escape and kill almost everyone in that room that was so cool
1: yep i love me
0: some girls who can fight back (laughs) yeah and may can definitely do that
1: so some other things to mention i think we should probably backtrack before the
0: may scene is Yeah, we should probably talk about how last episode, May finally told Coulson about her and Ward. And then in this episode, Ward finds out that May told him, freaks out, and then Ward confronts Coulson about it. And Coulson is really intense on Ward during this moment.
1: Yeah, it was. It's kind of jarring to see, like. His reaction to May was like, oh, well, you know, I'm sure you know what you're doing and you'll end it if things get bad. And then he talks to Ward and he's like, really? If you screw this up, you're going to be in Alaska
0: guarding Blonsky's cell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, they've referenced Blonsky. He's alive in a cryo cell in Alaska. I forgot that they ever bring him up ever again. I really want them to reintroduce him just for a S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: episode. I never knew that they brought him up because I never knew his name before this. So for anyone who doesn't
0: know, Blonsky (laughs) is the abomination from the Hulk movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. I had no idea. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that was that was definitely a cool tie in. Yeah, since that movie is not referenced very much.
1: Anyways, back to Ward. (laughs) Yes. Coulson just went off on him harsher than he did on May, which was interesting.
0: Yeah, like it kind of makes sense because Coulson knows May way better and he knows that to May, this is just sex and if it becomes a problem, she'll deal with it. But Coulson can see Ward is getting emotionally attached to May. And if a problem occurs with him, it's going to be a lot more dramatic and detrimental to the team. Do you think he could see that? I think he could. And I think Ward was acting that way too. That's why he cared so much that May told him. I guess so? Ward was freaking out and all stressed about it. He clearly wasn't comfortable with Coulson knowing. And that in itself was a problem.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And he was definitely getting, like... I mean, it was very clear in this episode that he was getting feelings for her when he was getting all jealous about Coulson fixing up May and, like, stuff like that. Indeed. But we also got a Stan Lee cameo!
0: (gasps) Yeah, what?! (laughs) He's just on the train with two pretty ladies telling Coulson to be a better father when Gemma's ranting at him.
1: Yeah, which is cool because I had no idea that it was going to happen like the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I totally forgot. But it's weird. (laughs) It is weird. And it's super random timing too, but it's like, here, we're just going to throw this into episode 13 of our show.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Did Did you like Gemma's whole act? How she's like, I'm bad at lying, but I'm good at preparing. Did I like that part or did I like the act? Did you think it was funny? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I didn't either. It was really annoying. <laughs> it, it was... I don't know. It happened. <laughs> and it kept happening. Like, all of the agents that are undercover on this train are so loud. They weren't doing a very good job. To be undercover on a train, you could just sit there. No one's going to judge you.
1: Yeah, no, Gemma was definitely not being undercover very well. But at the same time, apparently that was her role, since she was supposed to spill that ash all over the guy.
0: Or just distract the people guarding the item? Yeah. I guess. I don't know why they even brought her on the train. To be the distraction? <laughs> I don't know. Coulson gonna do that on his own? <laughs> apparently not. Also, I don't really know why Fitz or Sky had to be there either. I really don't see much, <laughs> much purpose to the train thing, so... <laughs> it's a neat idea. They show off some cool tech with, like, May climbing on top with her heat vision goggles, looking for the case from above, but <laughs> it was still strange.
1: Yeah, and apparently they have some tech that can freeze people in time.
0: Which is based on the Night Night guns. Yeah. It freezes their minds, essentially, so that when they recover, they don't notice that time has passed. Even though they were frozen in the exact same position.
1: Honestly, it was identical to Piper's power and Charmed. (laughs) I don't know what that is, but okay. It freezes people in time. I mean, it's way cooler on Charmed, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's the same idea. Anyways. So I thought it was a little weird that the bad guys had to torture May to find Coulson and ward
0: like they yeah. didn't know where they were <laughs> exactly weren't they did how did they not know they weren't all on the train still or may ran by colson and ward when she was trying to escape and then was captured very soon after they didn't look around the rest of the area even for a minute
1: i know they were so close and they were frozen in place it's not like it i don't know
0: it was weird yeah frozen it in place by their own agents who it, should have seen it happen exactly and been like hey they fell off at this part of the track Go pick them up. Maybe they woke up too fast or something. I don't know. But they had just been there to capture May. Yeah. Weird.
1: Yeah. They literally found May right as she found them. (laughs) Like a minute away. And was like, we're going to take you somewhere else now to torture you to to further location instead of walking a minute away to find them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah.
0: So. Back at the ranch. Can I use your segue from earlier? No. When I want to use it, we can talk about the house now. That's a Lemony Snicket saying. (sighs) Is it Lemony Snicket? I thought that was just a general thing. It is, but... Yeah, in the book he explains that it's a normal thing. And that is the only place that I've ever heard it. (laughs) I don't know where else I've heard it, but I know I heard it before.
1: (laughs) That's That's the only reason I know what it is. That's why I used it. So yes, you can use the saying. All
0: right back at the ranch (laughs) we're at quinn's house uh (laughs) long story short fitz and sky left simmons behind on the train to follow the case to find out if quinn will be there and he is i'm still really surprised that they just left simmons on that train i know right they gave her a gun yeah, but this is like the bad guy's train. I know, and they just... And Fitz just shot the other guy like a whole ton of times and left him in a box. That doesn't seem like enough, but cool. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. This this definitely is not Simmons' time to shine in this episode. No.
1: <laughs> but they find Quinn, which is the important part. Yeah. And Sky also makes it to... To the package, which is where Mike is,
0: because he's the package. Mike Peterson, who was, yeah. Well, Mike Peterson wasn't the package. His leg was the package. Oh. It's kind of an awkward reveal. Like, why were they being so careful just to transport a leg?
1: Yeah, that's weird. That's why I thought it was Mike.
0: Nope. He was already there. Because he's, like, way more valuable than that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so Mike has a new leg and now he is under the control of the clairvoyant. and as far as comic book names go, he is now Deathlock. Or at least that's the name for the project that he is. Yes, and and now he is a cyborg assassin man who is working for the Clairvoyant.
1: But Sky has been shot, and it is the worst thing ever because clearly she's going to die she's been shot twice yeah though honestly if he wanted to kill her he could have easily shot her somewhere better <laughs> like the head
0: or the heart not the gut
1: yeah like this was a very clear writer's decision of we need her to survive so let's shoot her somewhere she could die but that S-
0: she could also survive <laughs> Trey, spoilers we don't know if she was going to live or not i didn't say she lives you made it seem like it was clear the writers are going to make her survive. It's like you're trying to predict the future or something. I'm
1: explaining the logic of why the only reason that she wouldn't be shot in the heart or the head. <laughs> Fair enough, I suppose.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so they end the episode with Sky being shot and in a hyperbaric chamber to keep her alive but we don't know if she's going to die or if she's going to live so we're gonna find out next episode i guess and they also arrest quinn
0: yeah i'm kind of surprised they put her in the chamber so fast instead of trying to do some kind of emergency surgery but like i said before simmons kind of doesn't get a chance to shine in this episode
1: i don't really know what emergency surgery she would
0: have done anyway i guess i don't know but it just seemed weird to be like hey throw her in the chamber <laughs> yeah but
1: (laughs) it keeps her in stasis till they get her somewhere
0: i guess i I don't really know why mike peterson was in it himself because he wasn't like dying anymore they just wanted to keep him asleep i think it
1: was just sleeping till he's ready to be used i don't know i guess
0: (laughs) so anyways trey what would you rate this episode I'm going to give it a thumbs up, but an unenthusiastic thumbs up. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think you were going to give it a thumbs up. I, it didn't seem like you liked it enough for that, but I'm glad you did, since I am also going to give it a thumbs up. We got a lot of cool action with May. We got a strong return of Mike Peterson being a badass with a robotic leg. We had like a cool trippy plot line and we had a Blonsky reference. So I was quite satisfied with this episode. Yeah, this is
1: one of those episodes similar to Fist that basically starts out in a way that I'm not a fan of, but there's enough in it and enough happens later on that's like, holy shit, that makes it... (laughs) It's like, okay, 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 fine, I'll give it a good rating because, you know, like, good stuff happened.
0: Well, I guess we should give a Best of the Bunch award. So, Trey, which episode would you give Best of the Bunch
1: I'm going to give it to episode 11.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to give it to 11 too. Finally understanding what Tahiti is, and it was a really satisfying reveal. I was really happy with it. So I guess that's the end of our episode.
1: Yeah, so if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on... Facebook and Twitter at Marvelous MCU. You can find us on Instagram at Marvelous MCU Podcast, and you can send us an
0: email at Marvelous MCU Podcast at gmail.com. And wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it be iTunes or YouTube or Google, it doesn't really matter, please like, rate, and leave a comment. Doing all of these things really helps spread the word of our podcast and is a huge help to us. And we now have a Patreon page. Indeed. If you would like to support us,
1: we are currently paying for this podcast out of our own pocket, so we would love if you could help us keep it alive.
0: Even if you could donate a dollar, it is a huge help. Yes, any amount
1: you can give is appreciated. You can find us on patreon.com backslash Marvelous MCU. Indeed. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope that you'll join us next time for our special episode on Black Panther.